Welcome to our broadcast. Today we're going to be talking about the 1920s and 1930s era and all the important things you should know about this era. This era was really famous and a lot of important things happened. Many cool events happened that we are going to cover. Stay tuned for our broadcast about the era's famous events. For our first event, we are going to interview the very famous and very witty Albert Einstein. Hey, I'm Albert Einstein and I love science and to invent things. Invent things. Very nice to meet you, Mr. Einstein. Yes, very nice to meet you. Thank you. What questions do you have for me? I'll do my best to answer them. You go first. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. I was born in Württemberg, Germany in 1879 and died in Princeton, New Jersey in 1955. I got many Nobel Prizes and awards and I was German. My parents' names were Hermann and Pauline Einstein. We were middle-class Jews and I had one sister named Maria. Well, you achieved a lot. Why, thank you. You seem like a very intelligent guy. I agree. Yeah, my parents taught me everything. Tell me more about where you went to school. Throughout my life, I was very religious, and I went to school at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology. Wow, seems like a hard school. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to know? Yeah, I have a question. What were your big contributions in this era? Good question. I developed the quantum theory, which is really my big success in my career. I was also a big advocate for the international anti-war movement. I also discovered something called the photoelectric effect. I received the Copley Medal in 1925 and received the Nobel Prize in 1921. Wow, you're a very successful man, Albert. Thank you. Any other questions? No, thank you for coming and answering our questions. Talk soon. Fun fact, did you know that I love playing the violin and that my wife was the only female student in my physics class and I even married her? Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, for sure. Thanks again, Albert. Next up, we will be interviewing Bessie Coleman. Hi, I'm Bessie Coleman. Nice to meet you, Bessie. I have a few questions to ask you. Go ahead and ask me. Tell me about your family and your early life. So first off, I was born in Atlanta, Texas in 1892 and died in Jacksonville, Florida on April 30th, 1926. I had 12 brothers and my mom's name was Susan, who was an African-American maid and my dad was a Native American sharecropper. Wow, that's a cool history of your family. I have a question. Okay, ask it. What are your major contributions in the 1920s? I had many things I was known for in the 1920s. I broke through the hard times of racial prejudice. I was also a big symbol for the African-American community. I believe that if you want to do something, you can do it. I also encouraged African-Americans and women to learn how to fly an airplane. Wow, you are very successful. I agree. Thank you for sharing all. Thank you for sharing with us, Bessie. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thanks for having me. Our next topic has been raising quite a few questions from the people in the community. The stock market is the next topic. Yeah, I'm really curious. What even is a stock market crash? A stock market crash is a rapid and often unintentional drop in stock prices. A stock market crash can be a side effect of many major events. Some of these involve economic crisis or the collapse of a long-term downfall. When this happens, the people may start to worry, and that causes panic, which makes the prices smaller. A lot of measures have been put into place to prevent the stock market from crashing, which includes circuit breakers and trading curves to try to not have a crash that happens so easily and quickly. Well, it seems like all of our answers seem to work together and go along with each other. 
I agree. Let's talk to Hubert about his rugged individualism policy. Mr. Hubert, can you tell us about your policy? Yes, of course. My policy was made to have belief that all people could do well on their own, that the government shouldn't need to help them that much and only give them little assistance. Well, it seemed like this policy made people start to believe in themselves and feel comfortable, especially if they're in a bad spot in their life. They know that they can get assistance from the government, which makes it better. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. Well, I think we have one more question for you. Yes. What is one law you have passed? I passed the Reconstruction Finance Corporation. This law helped banks and businesses get some relief, and they can feel better about their business. This gave a lot of businesses relief and made them feel better about the situation that is happening to them. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, this law helped many businesses get back on track. Wow, hopefully this helps our country out. This act provided help and gave people relief. That is all we have for now. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Next up, we are going to be interviewing Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I'm very excited to learn more about him because he seems like an interesting guy. Me as well. Well, Mr. Roosevelt, tell us what standard you have set. I pushed 15 major bills in Congress in 100 days. Wow, didn't you set this for every future president? Yes, I did. I set the 100-day precedent for presidents in the future. Wow, those presidents should really thank you. Yeah, they really should. Every future president now does something in the first 100 days. Well, thanks for that. Thanks for answering my first question, too. Our next topic that we want to discuss is how your economic policy differed from President Hoover's economic policy. Yes, Mr. Roosevelt, tell us about your policy. Well, my economic policy was called the New Deal, which had tons of different programs that were involved in it. Oh, yes, I've heard about this. I've always wanted to know what it is. Could you tell us about it? Yes, of course. My policy was something to help get the economy more solid with the crash of the economy during the Great Depression. Wow, I hope it helped. It was very successful because after eight years, my policy got bigger and made the federal government have a bigger role in the economy. Yeah, I heard there was a lot to your policy. We will cover that topic in just a few minutes. I heard the new deal helped the unemployment rate and the debt in 1933. Yeah, I heard it also helped the unemployment rate and the debt in 1935. Yes, you are correct. My policy did a lot of good things for our economy. Well, that is very good. How did it differ from President Hoover's policy? Wasn't this called the Lea's Fair Economic Policy? Yes, that's correct. His policy was based on capitalism, which was something that you did by yourself because he felt that if everyone got economic assistance, people would stop working. Well, dang, that doesn't sound like it would be successful to me. Yeah, his policy wasn't as successful during the Great Depression as mine was. After his policy decreased and didn't help, I was elected as president, and that was why my policy became so popular. He did a lot of things for the country, such as cutting taxes and wrote several bills for Americans that were struggling. He came up with a lot of ways to help prevent bankruptcies. He also did some not-so-good things that made the unemployment rate very high and it did not benefit the country. Well, thank you for explaining that to us. No problem. Glad I could answer some questions you had. Well, on to our next topic. Yes, Mr. Roosevelt, I heard there are many new deal programs. Could you tell us about three best programs that help you better understand what they are? Yes, of course. The first new deal program I really like is the FDIC. This program basically was created by the Congress to maintain stability and confidence within the nation to help with the nation's financial system. This made many people feel comfortable and made them feel that their financial system was and is successful. I definitely agree with you. This law has definitely helped many people. Tell us about another program. The next program I really like and think is the best is the WPA. This is a program that gave jobs to millions of unemployed people 
and gave them easy and successful jobs so they can provide for their families. Some jobs they provided were public works and construction of buildings. Many people were successful when they got these jobs. Wow, I definitely agree with that one. That has helped millions of people. What does that stand for? The Works Progress Administration. Tell us about the last program you think is best. I'm learning a lot from you. The last program I think is the best is the REA, which helps provide electricity in places that don't have it, especially the rural areas. This has helped many areas, and I think it was very successful. I agree. What does that stand for? Rural Electric Administration. Mr. Roosevelt, do you think the New Deal was successful? I do think the New Deal was a success because it created many programs and has helped millions of people. I agree. It has changed the way the world works, and many of the programs have offered relief to many of the people. Thanks for answering all of our questions, Mr. Roosevelt. See you around. Thanks for having me. See ya. Today we're going to be interviewing two teenagers who lived their life during the Great Depression. Their names are Tanner and Brooke. Yes, the Great Depression was a sad time for our country. Agreed. A lot of people lost their homes, farms, businesses, and their money. So it not only affected us as teenagers, but everyone else too. But teenagers had it hard. The Great Depression for teenagers had to work a lot of hours with no breaks and didn't get paid enough for how much they worked. For all the work we did, we never got enough credit or even recognized. Yes, we even physically scarred and damaged, our, and our mentalities were damaged badly. So what exactly did you guys do that you guys had to work for so many hours? Well, we had to work both in the home and also when we were at home. Yes, we did many things. As a boy during the Great Depression, we often took papers places, shined shoes, ran errands, and picked crops. They were very hard jobs, both mentally and physically. We were often degraded as well and didn't get any recognition for all the hard work we did. As girls in the Great Depression, we usually babysat or cleaned houses. Wow, that is really sad. I'm so sorry you guys were treated like that. Yeah, it was a difficult time. Yeah, our schools even ran out of money and couldn't financially support the children. Lots of children our age dropped out, which made children unable to get jobs. Yeah, the unemployment rate was really low because of this. Dang, what hard times you guys must have through. Many of us children lived on money from the government. Yeah, my family relied on money from the government. The Social Security Act helped us out, though. Well, thanks for coming, guys. Next up, we will be interviewing some immigrants and getting their opinion on how their life was, like during the 1920s and 1930s. For me, as an immigrant, life was really hard because of the Immigration Act of 1924. That was place. Yes, this act made it so that only 2% of people in a certain nationality could be an immigrant. So it was really hard to be an immigrant because there were a lot and 2% is nothing. Yeah, once the border patrol became a thing, it was even harder to become an immigrant. Dang, that is super sad. Well, I'm glad you guys could tell me what life was like in the 1920s being an immigrant. Yes, the number of immigrants increased during the Great Depression in the 1930s. Yeah, the foreign-born population in America went from 14.2 million to 10.3 million, which means basically the foreign people that actually lived there went down because of all the immigrants. Yeah, so basically went from 11.6% to 6.9% of the total population. Wow, that is a drastic drop. Since you weren't immigrants, people in the country found that jobs were harder to get because of 
Yeah, we were even blamed for causing the spread of disease in the country and for crime rates. Yes, and even for being alcoholics and gambling too much. Wow, that is heartbreaking. Why would they blame you for such things? No idea, but it was harsh to say that, say the least. Do you have electricity in your house? If so, come get our handmade light switches to make your electricity faster and more useful. Having light switches will make electricity come on instantly. Light switches were created in 1960 and only gotten better since then. Having a faster way for electricity might make your house so much better. If interested, come visit us at our local location and get yours today. Well, I just want to thank all of our special guests for coming and speaking on such sad topics. Thanks for tuning into our broadcast, and I hope you had fun and learned something new. See you next time.